What's going on, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 10 of the Vegan as Fuck podcast. This podcast is a production of Third Eye Media, sponsored by Rise Kombucha and Vegan Nation. Today, we have a very special guest in the house, founder of Sushi Momo, Kazakaizen, and Nopalito, Christian. Nice to have you on the show, brother. Hey, nice to invite me. Of course, my pleasure, my pleasure. So tell us, uh, how's things been for you? It's been a crazy year, obviously, uh, with the pandemic and everything. Well, it has been... Uh long year for all the restaurant industry i think yeah uh, but i think the most important thing is just for us to adapt to the new situation of yes. the pandemic yes so i think we did pretty well so well, it's has been a long year but i think we're almost going through that's good that's um, i feel also like the shift is starting to change a little bit with the whole uh, scenario of course uh, people are adjusting that restaurants now means you pick up and you go eat in the park or you yes. pick up and you go eat at home or you Uber yeah. Eats or yeah. skip the dishes or whatever. You know, all these apps that are offering delivery services now. So, but that that's the norm that everyone has yeah. gotten used to. Um, but uh, So I, now every time you think about the opening a restaurant, you have to always think about the, have the option of delivery. Yes. And take out, including your menu before. Yes. It, before it was like, oh no, it's just we do a dining exactly. and you don't do takeout. So now you yeah, have yeah. to have in your mind that you need to have the it's, options of exactly if something else happens. That's like right. This. It's almost more focused on takeout yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's a big adjustment, I'm sure. So um, before we talk about kind of how that whole thing started for you, finding three, found the founder of three restaurants, I should say. Um, tell us a little bit more about your vegan journey, how you kind of came across uh, the plant-based lifestyle, the vegan lifestyle and stuff. Oh, it has been a long journey. I've been vegan since 2012. Okay, wow. So it's around, well, the first year was on and off because, you know, it's hard transition. Yeah. I was a big meat eater. Okay. Uh, I'm Mexican, so okay. in our diet, it's like a, for lunch, breakfast, dinner, a snack, you eat meat. Meat, yeah. yeah. Or any animal product. You yeah. know, it's always, if there is no meat, there is not a full meal. Yeah. So for me to transitioning from eating meat to not meat, no eating meat at all. It was a big challenge. Yes. It took like a six months. Yeah. Obviously the hard part was also the cheese, like everybody struggles with cheese. Yeah. But um, unfortunately for me now, I don't miss it anymore. And there's so many options now. Of course. Maybe, but yeah. I rather don't have it. No, not even the, yeah, yeah. not even the vegan version. Not even the vegan version. For me. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. It's not, it's not that important for you. No, not for me. So I started in 2012 when yeah. I was practicing yoga. Yoga, oh, okay. I practiced yeah. yoga in a studio called Luna Yoga okay. in Old Port. Okay. Oh, so you were already, um, when have you been always living in Montreal? Or? Oh, no, I came in 2007. 2007, okay. So you had been in, in Montreal for about five years. For five years, yeah. I, I came as a, for vacation. Okay. And I was planning to study here. Okay. Uh, before in Mexico, I was studying for medicine. Okay. I was about to become a doctor wow. and then I didn't like it. Okay. So I switched my career to engineering. Well, okay. I didn't like them. Okay. <laughs> so <and> then <laughs> those, are, those are some hard <laughs> career paths. So I did a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. So I did I, one year of physics. Okay. I didn't like it. My last year before coming to Montreal, I was uh, studying to become an accountant. Okay. So, you know, I, I did a little bit of everything. You dibble-dabbled in a few different... Yeah, uh, I, well, 
I, since I was a kid, I liked cooking, to be honest. Okay. But my family didn't encourage me. Okay. Because uh, as in Mexico, our culture is very oriented to be a professional doctor, engineering. If you are smart, you have to be one of those things. I got you. So chef is not considered. Chef is not considered as a yeah. health skill. I got you. Money maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Interesting. So, so you came out here in 2007, and then in 2012, uh, but along the way, before this, you had your awakening through yoga. Was there anything happening in your mindset, in your life that was getting you kind of towards uh, changing your eating habits or seeing things from an ethical or an environmental standpoint or anything like that? Or? Well, it started with, uh, I have a, uh, I start to feel a spasm in my left arm okay so now you know you read it, you google it and you say oh you might be able to you are you are going to have a heart attack or something heart attack, okay. so oh, okay and so because i was scares. eating too much meat uh, you were having some health scares basically yeah 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 okay so i was because i could eat the whole chicken yeah just in one meal yeah myself yeah yeah, yeah. so i got a little bit scared so i i started doing a little bit yoga yeah and I started, and in yoga, there was a teacher, her name is Frances, okay. which is still my customer. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, she started to talk about veganism, how it helped you improve your health, how it helped you to, yeah. for your mind, for everything. Yeah. So I started to get curious about it. Okay. And I got very into yoga. I used to practice seven days a week. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I was, I, I got intense. Yeah, and I'm assuming like when you were going to these yoga practices, you were doing like in the group classes or yourself? In the group class. In the so group class. usually from what you, what I've heard is that in these kind of like yoga communities, a lot of people are quite conscious about yeah. the foods they consume, yeah. the lifestyles that they yeah. live from a so health standpoint. So that's when I started to get yeah. aware of the, what I was eating or... Exactly. So you're, you're kind of like, you found yourself in like a community of people who right, were- in this new community that everything was new to me. Everything was new to you. Yeah, so yeah. I started to explore all yeah. plant-based, uh, plant-based uh, soy milk, plant-based yeah. milk, plant-based this, plant-based that, yeah. so yeah. And ba back then there was not as many products as no. now. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's like eight, nine years ago, so. Yeah, it was very limited. Yeah. But still it was, it was fun to discover so many, so many new possibilities, so, new, so many new flavors. Yeah. So after that, I, I got uh, into yoga a lot, mm -hmm. so I went to uh, some ashram, retirements, okay. places yeah. in India, oh, wow. New York, Bali, wow, okay. Thailand, uh, Greece, ah. and then I, so every time you learn a lot about the places, the food, and yeah. usually in those ashrams, it's always the, it's vegan food or vegetarian. Yes, I've heard it. Yeah. Okay. So I try new flavors. Yeah. So in my last one, there was New York. Uh, also, I went to try Beyond Sushi. Okay. Which is a sushi, vegan sushi place in New York. Okay. And I tried and uh, it, it's good, it's okay. Yeah. But I said, oh, I can do better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's always like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can do better, so. But let me ask you, so at this point, now you're trying all these like vegan vegetarian foods yeah. through the ashram communities, through the yoga. Yeah. So at this point, you're also starting to cook a lot from scratch, like vegan meals? Did you? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, I started, okay. to, I started to buy books and- to So you were learning them. a lot about, yeah. about vegan culinary yeah, cooking yeah. and stuff. And um, so of course back then, 
you also didn't have the option, like you said, of the products or the vegan restaurants yeah. even in yeah. Montreal, right? No, 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 no. There wasn't much. No, no, there wasn't but, much. But um, but you were still inspired to to continue to learn for yourself and cook for yourself. Yeah. Which leads you to trying the sushi and now. Yeah. But so you already know after eating the sushi that you can make a better sushi. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, interesting. Hey, hey. Okay. Well, uh, I, I like the confidence. Like yeah. Because sushi is not like you know I, I I can cook quite a lot. A lot of my friends. I know can cook a lot, but I don't think any of us feel so uh, confident no. about our sushi making skills. Probably just no, because I worked in a vegan and in a sushi place for five years. Oh, from you were... 2007 to 2012. Okay, I see, I didn't, I didn't understand that part. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you put that part of the story in. Because I was like, how did he go from just learning about like plant based lifestyle to now he can make a better sushi than the the famous vegan sushi restaurant in New York? Okay, I got you. Yeah, so okay. from 2007 to 2012, I was working in. A, Traditional sushi place. Oh, okay, okay, got you. So, I, 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 I must. Well, let I will say I mastered the yeah. traditional yeah. sushi. Yeah. So I, I know how to do the traditional sushi. So. Okay, and can I ask you uh, in these last like six months that you're having this awakening, while you're still working at this sushi restaurant, are you stopping yourself from consuming the sushi because of your plant-based style, or are you still like transitioning towards a vegan lifestyle at this point? Like I was I uh, was transitioning but I was becoming more more flexitarian got you exactly okay then. okay and uh, every time were you always learning about it from like was it always just like health based was it like just based on diet or were you looking into aspects of the environment into ethics well for it's yeah. like a snowball effect right you yeah. you always start for some reason yes exactly and then at the end you end yeah. up with everything yeah so it's a long process exactly so start so I start for the health yeah exactly I even maybe don't even have, have to struggle. It was just must be a, after the gym week was a a little strain. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason, you know. And um, I have a similar similar journey myself. Is I would just watch a documentary one day, yeah. and it opened my eyes to the links of diet and disease. And yeah. uh, I started down that kind of rabbit hole. And you yeah. know, within a year, you're vegan for everything, and right. you know you're vegan for the rest of your life. And you can you feel the effects too. I find a lot like from a health standpoint after consuming animal products for so long, yeah. I remember the first two weeks of when I stopped eating animal products and started eating all these plant-based products and the amount of energy that I felt, I just felt like it was a tremendous amount of energy and mental clarity and focus and things that I was not feeling before uh, on an animal-based diet. Did you have a similar experience from a, from a mental standpoint or was it? Well, uh, because at the same time I started yoga, uh, so it's like a, yeah, you can't you, you, you cannot differentiate you which, can't one, tell. which one is which one. Ah, so, okay, I got you. That makes like perfect them. sense. Yeah, so I wasn't doing any yoga during <laughs> my transition. I was still uh, going out to the bars and getting hammered and doing whatever I used to do for fun and you know. But just um, it was interesting. It was interesting the transition because I didn't have a community of conscious people around me. Uh, yeah. For my transition, I kind of had people are like, "Yo, what are oh, you yeah. doing? You're <laughs> vegan now? Like, you used to love eating steaks, used to love eating shrimp and lobsters, and I used to like, you know, consume a lot of animal products and every type of it. And I thought that was the norm, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what they teach you. You know, it's yeah. what you see in advertising, it's what you see in commercials, you see it on social media. It's what all you see is like. Yeah, I'm still surprised that was Anthony when you see a, a milk uh, like uh, it's yeah, healthy for you. Exactly, you know? And they brainwash us from from being children because I remember when I was six years old, they would come into class every day with the big crates of milk and yeah, pop yeah. it out, and every kid has to drink milk. Yeah. It was like that's weird. How come not every kid has to drink water? You know, why is it that every kid in every class from you know every grade? Yeah 
has to eat, drink milk. If you look at that system, you have to say, hmm, this is weird. This is like, yeah, it's weird. this is why is the government pushing this on people? And then we ended up learning that dairy does have very, very serious impacts on your health that could lead to like cancer and so yeah. many other things, you know? So yeah. um, it's, it's crazy, but anyhow, so, so here you are and now you get to this vegan sushi restaurant, <laughs> you're into your journey at this point. And yeah. so were you impressed with their sushi or? Well, I'd say it's, it's I, 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 I never, uh, for me personally, I never like, when I try a food, there is always mm. some respect to the food who's, for somebody who is making. I cannot say yeah. somebody is disgusting or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there is always an effort. Yeah. So I always say it's good. Yeah. But if I think I can do better, I would say, oh, I think I can yeah. do better. That's, that's very fair. That's very yeah. fair. So is this what ended up inspiring you to start yeah. Sushi Momo? Yeah. That's beautiful. And so for our listeners from all around the world who might not have heard of Sushi Momo here in <laughs> Montreal, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal vegan sushi restaurant. Yeah. And um, I've had an amazing experience every single time I've gone. It's never disappointed yeah. me. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the first vegan sushi restaurant in Montreal. Is that correct? It was yeah. It was the first one in Canada. First one in Canada. Yeah, I wow. researched it before. Wow. I did my research before opening. In 2014, I opened. So it was the first one in Canada. That's crazy. And Guys, we have a we have a superstar. We have a superstar <laughs> in the building with us today. So I was against all the odds because everybody when I told people I'm, I was about to open a vegan restaurant, they were like, yeah. uh, where are you gonna serve carrots and cucumber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, it's uh Yeah, exactly because I took a I took a chance and and I have like eight thousand dollars to open a restaurant. Yeah. Left okay. on my bank account. Okay, well. So it was not that much money. Yeah. But I make you it You had work. an idea, you had a concept. When there's a, when you want to do something, it doesn't matter if you have money or not. It's, yeah. You make it happen. I agree. I like that. So when I came back from my last trip, uh, I, I went to Indonesia. So when I came back, I'm like, uh, this is my last trip because I want to open a restaurant. Okay. So I have 8,000 and in two weeks I opened Sushimomo. That is crazy. Yeah. crazy. In two weeks, $8,000. And did you open up in the location that you're on right now? And no, I was going to no, say, because no, oh, you guys are in like a prime <laughs> location, like one of the most popular streets in, in Mont downtown Montreal. Like how did you open no, up there? I opened first. It was on hole in the wall that some people used what? to call it. Sushi Momo started off as a hole yeah. in the wall. See, this is a history lesson for many people here in Montreal who yeah. will hopefully get to listen or watch It was podcast. on Duluth and Saint Laurent. Do it was a small place okay. in front of the bar called Reservoir. Okay. So it's what well, it sits like twelve people. Okay. But then I started. The, yeah, I started serving twelve people at a time. Yeah. Where I used to do a lot of takeout. Yeah. Uh, but my first week was the most, I would say, rough because yeah. no I one. was by myself doing everything. Wow. But that, did you have a, a cashier at least? No, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're rolling up the sushi, you're packaging it up, I was answering the phone, answering the phone, frying the stuff for the cleaning up at cleaning the end of the day. Cleaning up at the end. That's day. legendary. That's a legendary story for yeah. for all people who are entrepreneurs or might want to get into the restaurant business. This is a very inspiring story yeah. for sure. So yeah, then I, I was I was able to handle it myself the first day because there was it was new. So yeah. Then by the 
uh, after the first week, I remember there was an article coming out from Montreal blog. Yeah. I, I still, you can find it online. Oh, nice. It says, oh, vegan sushi place open, vegan sushi store or something. I don't know how yeah. they call it. This is it, 2013? 14. 2014, okay. I'm um, like, uh, I didn't know about the article that day, yeah. but I all of a sudden I start to see more people coming in Malacca. This is weird. Ah, Why so many people coming in at the same time? Got you. So this was a big, big yeah. boost for you to yeah. get that exposure. Yeah, but the the thing is at the beginning I have two menus. I have the traditional menu, the sushi, and I have the vegan menu because I didn't know if I wanna. Oh, it was a new okay. concept to Montreal, so I had to test. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a fully vegan menu. One of was not fully vegan. I have ah, the fully vegan okay. menu, but I also have traditional. I didn't menu. know that. Okay, okay, I understand. But that lasts like eight months only. Eight months, okay. And then you just decide that they you say, want I say, to. I say it's working. It's no need the other. Okay, menu. perfect. So, so you wanted to align also, I'm sure, like your business with your yeah. your lifestyle yeah, at this yeah. point. So at this point, now you're fully vegan. Yeah, yeah. You're fully vegan. Okay, at yeah, this yeah. point, and that's what that was obviously part of the reason that you wanted to get it out as well. Yeah, was because. You yeah. were vegan now and you yeah. wanted to just sell a product that you were yeah. with. Okay, I love that. And for our listeners um, who might not know what vegan sushi is, because when you hear sushi, the first thing people think of is fish cucumber. and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, you know, like just sushi in general. So a vegan sushi, besides, of course, cucumbers and avocados, what are some of the main ingredients that are used to emulate, like kind of like remake the textures of, of those well, things? Well, actually, well, the word sushi technically means anything. Yeah. With rice, sushi, vinegar. So it doesn't matter if it's fish, okay, or if it's uh, oh, okay. seafood or Didn't vegetable. Okay. So the word sushi could be anything with rice vinegar. Okay. So technically, I don't need to call it vegan sushi. It's sushi, but just I understand. Just to make it people Clear. To understand it's yeah, yeah. vegan sushi. But I understand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we use a lot of mushrooms. Mushrooms. Yeah. I love mushrooms. My favorite. It's my meat mushrooms. replacement for yeah, pizza. Yeah, it's literally mushrooms is the is the number one for me as well. I uh, we use avocado. I yeah, uh, I love avocado. Of course, uh, yeah. uh, my favorite yeah fruit fruit yeah. avocado. Uh, asparagus, jackfruit, jackfruit. Okay, jackfruit. Yeah. Uh, but the menu has been evolving since the day I curated the first menu. Yeah. So when I look back. At the beginning, I used to use more tofu, more vegetables, but now I use more mushroom because for me, it's like a, it's something that I miss in my diet, yeah. in my my diet. So it's yeah. something I find more with more texture. Yeah. So and then I, I was one of the first one to introduce jackfruit in Montreal. Oh. Now everybody uses, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that was one of the well, first okay. ones too. I like that. So I always try to look for different ingredients. Sometimes yeah. I put like a sweet potato or sweet potato. Yeah. Banana blossom. Yeah. Uh, well, I always try to keep my, oh, yeah. my game on top. Like exactly. I'm always looking for new ingredients. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's so Sushi Momo has been open for about six six years now. Seven. It's gonna be seven. Seven. Years. Okay. And so, how long were you in that first location? First location, only one year. One year. Okay. It was too small. So first year, you basically got out of that location. You got rid of the traditional traditional right. and I just put my name out there like oh it's we do tasty vegan food vegan, vegan. Okay, exactly. so it was very small but people try to reserve all the time yeah it's small place but we always refuse people there's no space it's only 12 seats okay Come so on. yeah exactly <laughs> no one wants to take it out to go yet because yeah. it's like that's something you want to eat fresh yeah. at your table a social experience yeah. sushi is like and then we moved to another location which was at Mont Royal and Saint Denis 
Okay. That one were able to sit 40 to 50 person at a time. Oh, wow. Okay, it's a big So upgrade. it got bigger. Yeah. So I'd say, oh, that's perfect location for me. I'm not going to move anywhere. Yeah. But then after, in 2018, I moved to there. Moved to the new location. To the new location in San Denis. And How many? Yeah. Next, next to the Metro Sherbrooke, there we sit like 70 to, 60 to 70 people. 60 to 70. But we do the rotation three times every night well, okay. before COVID. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are getting about 200 people at 200 night. 200 people at night. Whoa, are you so, feeding all, that's a lot of vegan sushi. And then we still people. refuse, before COVID, obviously, yeah, we yeah. still refuse people in the daily basis because there's no space. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've been one of those people, yeah. <laughs> I've tried to get a reservation and I can't Reservation get it. and yeah. people get mad because they cannot reserve and you have to reserve two, three, four weeks in advance and you want the 7 p.m. Yeah. reservation. So that, that was the most. Yeah. Um, good problem to have, I guess, from, have. A, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So I, after that, uh, we need to offer more to the people. So we decided to take the place next to it. Okay. So at the corner, there is uh, our counter. Uh, so that is specialized only for takeout. Takeout counter. Yeah. So it would not get in the way of the other kitchen because yeah. it's hard to Because it's, it was a small kitchen for a big restaurant. Yeah. So we are only able to uh, to provide sushi just for the dining. Gotcha. So we couldn't make a takeout. So okay. we opened next door, the kitchen just for takeout. That's smart. Very smart. Yeah. It was our lifesaver during COVID. Yes. Because it was full equipment for full equipment for the takeout. For the takeout. So. Okay. Amazing. That's great. Great story. So that's Sushi Momo. And again, one of my favorite yeah. vegan sushi restaurants in the city. And um, so tell me, what came after that? Was it Kaza Kaizen? Is that the second restaurant that you opened after Sushi Momo? Well, in, well, we opened 2018, the new Momo. And then at the end of that year, we opened the counter. Six months later, the, uh, Dominique from Evoluco from Love Restaurants. Yes. He approached to me yeah. to open Bloom a sushi. collaboration. Oh, Bloom Sushi. Bloom Sushi. Yes, which was also... Port. One of my favorite vegan sushi. <laughs> I was going back and forth between Bloom and Momo. I guess here we are. The, you were the guy behind it all. You know. Yeah. You might have to stay a little after the show today, and you know, show us your skills. So and then that was 2019. In 2020, in in the middle of a pandemic, I opened Casa Kaisen. Yeah. Which is a Mexican with with Asian influence. Yeah. Kind of restaurant tapas cocktails. Yes. Yes. You opened it in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah, in September, in August last year. Really? Yeah, it was in the pandemic. Kazakh Kaizen opened then. I thought it had opened before. No, 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 that's right. I remember. It was in the pandemic. I remember. When they, yeah. but, but let us they, open the... They still had uh, some seating. People yeah. were coming in for service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the first wave came and then they, they opened everything back they up and, and then they closed went, it again. Yeah. Okay, that must have been difficult for you through Kaiser Kaizen dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, that was uh, Mr. Made. It was the menu was only like a more oriented to dining. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So it took us a few time to adjust to adjust for takeout. Okay. So for for our listeners again and viewers, what are the best things to order from Kaiser Kaizen? I myself have actually only tried Kaiser Kaizen once. So I think you guys open only at 4 p.m., right? Yeah. And then these last like six months for me, I've been working every day till 5, 6 p.m. I go home and I sleep. So I'm never like around in that time, you know? So well, the one time I did try, I had the nuggets. The nuggets, yeah. Which were made with, I believe, lion's mane? Lion's mane. Lion's mane mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Those were really, really delicious. Yeah. 
So that's the thing with the menu of Casa Kaisen. We switched the whole menu from, it was more like a finding dining experience in the yeah. restaurant. So yeah. most of the items didn't do well for takeout. So we have to change the whole, most of the menu. Okay. 75% of the menu we okay. change it. Okay. So now it's more oriented in tacos. Yeah. So we're focusing on tacos right Ooh. now, which is... Getting hungry already. <laughs> Just saying the word tacos, <laughs> tacos and I haven't tried the taco. Okay, that's So amazing. we try, we have like a eight different tacos. We left the Kaisen fried chicken, which yes. is one of the, our best seller. Yeah. And we add the nuggets. Yeah, I haven't tried the, the the vegan fried chicken one yet. I tried just the just the nuggets. Yeah. So I have to try the the fried chicken. Yes. Yeah. With the barbecue sauces. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And these tacos. Or you said it's it's, it's a little Asian inspired. So yeah. is there fusion in, within the tacos? Is is there Asian flavors in some of the tacos? Or it's uh it's sort of hint a hint a hint okay. of the Asian gotcha. flavor. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to try yeah. all the stuff at Kazakhstan now yeah. after. You know, officially uh, yeah. meeting you because we met briefly in Nopalito. At Nopalito, your third vegan restaurant yeah. that you opened up, and that was funny actually because um, I do know your. I think I believe she's the manager, uh, Bree. Bree, yeah. yeah, she's so nice and so kind, and uh, yeah. I actually tried Nopalito when you guys launched the pre-launch yeah. from the Kazakhstan kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so excited because I've never tried even tortas ever, I don't think. I've never tried a torta and I'm like, oh, these are it's like a traditional Mexican food. Yeah. It's vegan. Yeah. I can't wait to try. So when I went to try a Nopalito that, that weekend the, on the soft launch for you guys, I met Brie and then she had uh, She was making the torta. She was making yeah. the torta. She had recognized me from some social media. She's like, oh, you have to try this and try that. <laughs> and I tried a horchata. I tried... Um, the, the vegan nuggets yeah. and I had the torta. So I had like an absolute feast <laughs> that day and it was a, a great experience, you know? Yeah. So now tell us a little bit about uh, Nopalito. That's your third vegan restaurant. So Nopalito opened three months after Casa Kaisen. Yeah. It was last November. Okay. So it has been just recently opened and uh, it was based on my childhood, childhood memories that I love, he's like our Mexican sandwich. Yes, so, that's what I call it, the Mexican sandwich. Mexican tortas, sandwich. exactly. So, because when you say tortas, people, they don't know what it is. So yeah. we have to do a little bit of education on people. Exactly, because people mean? know taco, fajita, yeah. burrito, yeah. but torta, everyone's torta. like, what's a torta, you know? So it's like a big Mexican sandwich. So yes. every time I go to school, my mom used to give me a torta yeah. for lunch. Exactly. So it's very yeah. popular in Mexico. Exactly. So what, what distinguishes the torta from anything else? Is it the bread? It's the bread. It's a okay. special, special bread. bread. Okay. It's called telera. Okay. Which it's a, uh, it's a soft yes. and a little bit chewy, but when you have to put it like a, we here, we put it like in the panini press to yes. make it toasted. Yes. So it's like a, a little crunchy, little crunchy and, and soft, soft and, and warm. And, ah, I'm getting hungry. Right and now. it holds all the ingredients. <laughs> yes. Inside. It does. Better than a sandwich. It does, yeah. You just cut it down the middle and you have the, the yeah. two halves. Yeah. yeah. And and because it's closed, because it's kind of like a pita in a sense, right? Like it's not it, a pita, but like it's closed. Yeah. So it's not nothing could uh, it sneak out from the, from the bottom. I think you try, we have two times. Okay. So the one you try, it's, it's, it's the one like you said, like a pita. Yeah. But there is another one that you cut all the way through. Oh, like slices. Yeah. Okay, I haven't tried that one yet. But it's it's good. Okay. My favorite is the, uh, is, I think it's the Lorona? La Llorona. La, oh my, wow. Because that one's special. That one's brushed with like that, a tomato that sauce. With, uh, chili sauce. Chili sauce. Yeah, it's, it's that's, good. That's my favorite. That's I one actually, of the best seller. That's the best seller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just made a video 
about it, like some reels, and people from all over the world are like, "Oh my god, that looks so good! That <laughs> looks so good!" good. So, so we oh, love yeah. to we love to showcase. That's what we love to do on our platform is to just showcase all the best yeah. vegan foods from yeah. different restaurants and different people who who put that art out because you know vegan food is really art yeah. and yeah. it's different because of course it's challenging to work Challenge. with ingredients that don't yeah. give you certain textures or flavors or or whatever it is you know no, of yeah. course but you of all people can be one to say that you can veganize anything of course because look what you yes. have look what you have veganized yeah 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 i have an, another project to, to veganize like oh. a burger project another project <laughs> a fourth <laughs> a fourth vegan restaurant yeah. Well, guys, we're getting the uh, we're getting the tidbits here that there's a fourth vegan restaurant on the way. So, tell us a little bit more. Is that a secret? Or are you? Well, are you... it's uh, it's we've been working for the past three four months on it. Okay. So we should be ready to the grand announcement in the, probably next month. Okay. But it's about the. One of the things everybody likes, burgers. Burgers. Who doesn't love a good, good burger. burger? I used to eat eight burgers when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking to the ultimate burger fan. And now you finally said, that's it. Did you find that Montreal uh, was lacking in this in this um, kind of category? Because we do have a lot of vegan restaurants. And Montreal is becoming known around the world as like a hub for yeah. vegan restaurants. So we're, we're definitely expanding. And uh, I definitely know a few that I absolutely love that i love burgers all yeah. around but n none of them are really a full out just burger place yeah you know so um but well actually no there's a couple i think mimi and jones is very yeah. uh, burger centric and it's uh, good yeah and um i think they a new one just opened up also it's a fiance, fiance. burger yeah okay, so now you're bringing the new burger spot new in burger. town tell us a little bit more well, about it well i just want to bring what i my takes what i think is a real burger too okay you know okay. so talk to us about these real burgers why well, it's just the secret it's secret a menu little secret until yeah. we finalize everything and okay we reveal the location okay. and everything i got excited sorry i'm a, I'm a big burger <laughs> lover too so now i want to like envision what type of burger you're gonna have but if you're if you're saying it's more just focused on burgers i can imagine that it's gonna be uh very yeah. good very yeah, good uh, yeah. I want to add my touch to the burger okay. because I know everybody's doing burgers now. Yes. Like uh, every vegan restaurant has a burger, but yeah. I want to. You want to have your special touch. Okay. My special touch. I like that. And uh, from from what I've experienced at Sushi Momo, at Kazakaisen, and at um, Nopalito, Palito. I'm assuming that this place will also yeah. be very amazing. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely very, very excited. So so tell me a little bit more about um, your like personal journey. A lot like being a chef and being an entrepreneur and a restaurant owner um how, how is that on your personal life do you have a personal life like between running three <laughs> restaurants or do you still have time for your uh, yoga that you like to do so much uh, i don't have much time now okay. but uh uh what i do because for me yoga it's about to go to a class and practice with people yeah. so right now we cannot do that so yes what i'm doing right now it's i just get my Earphones and go for a running, go to Mont Royal all the way up, yeah. all the way down. So that's my kind of exercise meditation yeah. right now. Yes. Uh, I discovered I like running. So. Yeah. And my personal life, well, it's, uh, it, I try to find the balance. Yes. That's a big challenge, I think. Yeah. Because me, I, like, I love working. Yeah. I could be spending 24 hours in the restaurant. That's amazing. Uh, and I don't mind because I I I love the yeah I love working, 
Are um, you on site at all three locations that you, are you at Momo, Kaizen? I'm and, mostly uh, at Momo. You're mostly at Momo still. I'm mostly at Momo. Is that, because that's your main, like, that's the first baby. And my, my first baby I have. I have a special connection with that. That's beautiful. And the other uh, Kazakais and Nopalita have the the executive chef Brie and manager. Yes. So I trust her. So she's yeah. she's she's doing a good job there. She's so doing amazing. So we I'm love her. We love when we I show up and we see her, and she she uh, makes our day every time. So, so I don't out worry to about those. Yeah. So, but still, I have a spec even if I have a good manager at Momo, but still, I feel like. A special connection. Yeah. And I live next to it. I understand. Like uh, one minute away from Momo. So. Oh, okay. And we are renovating Momo, so we are actually make it Good very nice the inside. So Good when we are able to open, it's a nice surprise for all our customers. It's amazing to hear, you know. I feel now like I, if I don't have Momo or Nopolito or Kazakhizen in the next 24 hours, I'm just going to have a breakdown. Yes. And we've been talking about it for so long, all this episode now, and like I'm seeing all the photos that I know or the memories that I have yeah. of it, and I'm like, oh, so, so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, well, I think it's important to always try to make a better experience for the customer. Yeah. So, it's that's what I think that I've been doing since day one. I started in a small place. I always try to get better experience for customers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In my. But yeah, my, the balance in my personal life and work, it's a little bit hard, but yeah. I try to find the ways to make it work. Well, you're, you're doing absolutely amazing. And um, so where do you like kind of foresee the situation with the pandemic going this summer? Do you think that the restaurants will be open for service, at least on terrace, on outdoor patios? Or is uh, this going to be like a summer where it's... Uh, well, still, I've been talking to a lot of people, to yeah. a lot of restaurants, yeah. owners, um, neighbors that have restaurants, and yeah. everybody said that they, probably they will let us open for at the end of April. Oh, okay. So, so the I hope the finish line is uh, yeah is almost there. And um, talk to me a little bit more about your your family's reaction to you going vegan. Uh, oh, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what was what well, did your mom, your dad, family, your brothers, oh. cousins? Like, are you still? Do you still get kind of the yeah, cracked yeah, well, jokes whenever you go visit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Of course. It's Tell like, us a little bit about that. The first time I went back to Mexico, and I told my mom, "Oh, mom, mom, I say vegetarian. If I say vegan, she wouldn't even understand, understand. the concept." Okay, yeah. So I'm vegetarian now, so I don't eat eggs, no fish, no chicken, no beef, no <laughs> nothing. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> So I come the next day to eat that at home and she's like, oh, I got you some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so she totally like disregarded it. She's like, yeah. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no, mom. It's not chicken. Yeah. No, nothing. No, no fish. No, yeah. okay. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll prepare something for you. Yeah. I get there tomorrow. I'll the following day. She's like, oh. I got you some salmon. Some fish, yeah. <laughs> Usually, the, people think vegans still eat chicken and fish because they can't grasp the concept that we wouldn't yeah. eat. Because I think uh, probably the red meat. Is That's what the, they think, yeah. So the white meat, uh, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's, yeah. No, no, it's nothing. Oh, okay, okay. So no, no, no fish. Oh, are you sure you're gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, I feel good. I feel good. It's yeah. not a problem with. Oh, yeah. Okay. The next day. I just put a little bit eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so she kept trying to sneak something in there. Always, always. That's funny. Now, she, now she lives in Montreal now. Oh since, wow. For the past three years. Okay. 
with my brother. Oh, nice. So she cooks for me every day. Okay. So now she's she, learned a lot about veganism learned, over these last uh, yes, three years. I never impose my diet to anybody. Sure. So I just I just show everybody that plant based can be tasty. That's yeah. my main. Everyone everyone has a very different approach as yeah. to how they put their message. Um, I'm not very aggressive about it. Mm. If uh, with with my family, I never impose like oh, you have to be vegan. But luckily, my mom she stopped drinking milk, mm -hmm. just like that. She's okay. like a, oh, you she tried the soy milk. Yeah. She, she liked that. She, yeah. she felt better, so she stopped. And yeah. then slowly she's reducing her meat, her meat consumption, so I'm happy. I'm she's, you're having an effect on her yeah. and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, no, 100%. So I now think. she cooks for me every day, but there's something tofu with gusta sauces. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sausage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some vegetables, yeah, some, yeah. but it's good. Because in so many cultures of food, really all you have to do sometimes is just substitute one thing. Yeah. You know, you're still putting the onions, you're still putting the right, peppers, the seasonings, yeah. the this sauce, the that. And then instead of putting an animal product, you can just put potentially a soy product or a jackfruit yeah. or a, a yeah. different vegetable yeah. or anything. You know, there's so many ways that we can recreate um, textures of like, I've had like walnut chorizo. Yeah. I've had hibiscus tacos, yeah. you know, like I was, I was out in LA I for six months. I and sushi this month. Okay, I like so. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that because yeah, I was living in LA for six months. I was I was like really exposed to so many different yeah cultures of food and and substitutes that they were using to recreate textures and, yeah. and flavors and experiences. So I think when people are just educated properly and like you said, yeah, there's no point of ever being aggressive. I don't think yeah. with with anything. I think just raising awareness about issues that because also it's like of course you don't want to be aggressive, but at the same time. I feel like there's, I have a duty to tell people information yeah. that they might not yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Information that I didn't know most of my life, you know? Yeah. So when I was eating animal products for 15, 20 years, I didn't know that they could have a very detrimental impact on my health. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was seeing it in the mirror, I was gaining weight, I was out of breath, I wasn't feeling good. Because of all the brainwashing, I thought that was yeah. that's what everyone else is doing, you know? Yeah, my yeah, mom yeah. would be like, you know, son, you're gaining weight, you don't look healthy, go back to vegetables. And I'm like, ma, everybody is eating this stuff, you know? so. I'm not crazy, you're crazy, you know, because my mom's vegetarian, I'd be like, you're, you're crazy, oh. mom, you know, like, oh, this is what you're supposed to eat, and she'd be so disappointed, um, but yeah, I ended up learning the hard way that, you know, having some health scares, knowing yeah. that uh, the animal products can be very dangerous, so I think it's very important to educate people, yeah. I, I say raising awareness is the most yeah. important thing, because the governments aren't going to do it, the education system is not going to do it, yeah. most people are kind of victim of what I call this brainwashing, so... Yeah. It's really important for those who have been enlightened and who have learned a lot to, to educate people and help them, help them maybe save their life or save others' lives, yeah. save animals' lives, yeah. help save the future of this planet. You know, I think a yeah. lot of it relies on, on those who have been fortunate enough, like myself and yourself, yeah. to have been awakened, you know? Yeah. So what I told my mom, just replace chicken by tofu. And that's how she learned. Simple, simple <laughs> as that, right? Simple as that. Just sometimes you gotta substitute one thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm sure you've seen how much things have changed for you over your journey, which is around eight, nine years. Yeah. And uh, myself, my journey has only been about four years. Yeah. So I've seen incredible changes from yeah. accessibility based on restaurants and products oh, yeah. in the grocery store. Oh yeah, it's, now and, it's a whole section for plant-based products, which yeah, I, yeah. I love. 
I like to spend time in supermarkets. Yes, Sometimes yes, my yes, happy yeah. place. Exactly. So like, oh, that's new. I like to try. I try yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see a new vegan product, I try it. I like that. Yeah. You like to want to see. What about the restaurants in Montreal? Being a restaurant owner, have you <laughs> have you dibble dabbled in all of the restaurants in Montreal, vegan ones? Have you tried them? If so, which ones? Which I, ones did you really enjoy? The one that I find interesting, I always got to try it as soon as I see it. Mm-hmm. Some of the some other ones I don't find it very interesting, so I don't okay. go. But yeah. but I tried the one that I seen very interesting. I always okay. You, most of the time I'm the first customer, even okay. if they don't know me. But I, I got you. When they open new, you just want to yeah. go in and, and try. Try it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like one secret vegan restaurant that you like to go to, like uh, on the regular? That's like your go-to besides the three that you own. Well, we have. Oh, we. Uh, the one, uh, Radhi, I like a lot. Radhi, okay. I haven't had the opportunity of eating there yet. I've heard amazing things about them, though, yeah. I like Radhi, I like uh, Umami. Umami, that's the um, ramen, The ramen. Right? They still open right now? Yeah, they're open. Okay, I haven't yeah. tried that either. That, that, that's good. See, you're teaching me now. You came here to teach me. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I know about Radhi and Umami, but I haven't had the chance to. Uh, yeah, I like uh, Oviv, it's a big... Uh, yeah, it's a class, they're like... Cla- Classic. Classic healthy, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel healthy every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you eat OVV, you never like feel unhealthy after, which is. Which I like so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and it's near my place, so it's uh, yeah cool. Uh, also, love restaurant. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Those are the, the ones that I when I first went vegan, like love. Yeah. Is like my first love because yeah, yeah. that was the first vegan restaurant that I ever ate at, and it was a really nice restaurant, so yeah. I was able to have like birthday parties there or dates yeah. or have friends and it was just such a nice so everybody felt comfortable everyone felt comfortable it was a nice nice ambiance and the food was yeah. amazing and uh, i remember when i first went vegan i literally thought like okay you know poutines burgers yeah, yeah. it's done it's over like i thought i was gonna just eat lentils and rice for the rest of my time but i was okay with it yeah but then when i started learning and i was like wait what Chocolate cake still exists. Yeah. Burger still exists. Pizza still exists. Yeah. I was blown away. I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I. So it's a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. But now I think we can all agree that in 2021, we have a lot you want to go vegan. The information's out there. The social media pages are huge and exploding, yeah. showing plant-based recipes and foods. Yeah. With yeah. All this new TikTok and reels and this new technology of putting these videos out in 15 and 30 seconds, like. The information is there. Yeah, it's accessible. It's being promoted. So for people who want to try this lifestyle out, it's not something that's difficult to do. Yeah. So uh, what's your message to those people who haven't tried yet, and uh, they want to know a little bit more about plant-based? Like, what would what would tips would you give them? Well, just come to one of my restaurants, and you will <laughs> change your life. <laughs> come to one of his restaurants, and you'll change your yeah, life yeah. like that. that will and uh, for those who, let's say, are living in a small town somewhere and they don't have access to vegan restaurants, they don't have ac- access to all these vegan products. What advice do you have for someone who wants to transition towards a plant-based? Uh, I, uh, for me, my main, uh, what, I, what I, I suggest, it will be like, make the transition slowly. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. If you do it from one day to another one, it's from, if you transition from one day to another, stop eating meat and everything, it's really hard and you're, most of the time, you are gonna, you are not going to succeed. Could be, a, could be a pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, because I, ha- I have met a lot of people who do that, who yeah. stop right away. Yeah. But then they, they start losing a lot of weight, or mm-hmm. they don't feel well because they don't know how to balance their diet, or yeah. they just keep eating. Yeah. I don't know some hummus all the time. They don't, they don't learn 
they don't take the time to learn. Yeah, it, I think the transition should be slowly. You cut the meat first, let's say maybe even the red meat, yeah. and you cut the white meat, the fish, yeah. and then at the end probably the cheese, which prob yeah. I, I find most of the people has problem with the cheese yeah. because of the it's very rich and umami flavor, so mm -hmm. it's, you always miss it. Yeah, there's some addictive things, it's I think, inside addictive. the cheese that triggers some yeah. stuff in our brains. But um, so, so you're saying based like on something that's long for longevity, like you want, if you want to guarantee that you're going to yeah. be able to stay with it, yeah. to you learn listen. while you, you transition slowly. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I totally respect the fact that everyone's journey is, is different and yeah. that everyone is going to have a different approach i think yeah. i think for me the most important thing is to is to raise your consciousness level first yeah. so is to, to educate yourselves on the why yeah the why is very important because i i know a lot of people that went once they learned the why yeah they cut it overnight but they're vegan for life because yeah the why made sense to them so right. if you're doing it to just maybe feel a little bit healthier and to try some new stuff um i'll understand that people would would like slowly transition it's normal again we've been taught a certain way for our yeah. whole lives that sometimes it's too extreme to pull it out if you don't know the reasons why, yeah, yeah. you know, but once you really understand as to why you don't want to consume animal products, when you look at what the impacts yeah. are, are on your health, the impacts are on, on the animals, what yeah. the impacts are on the environment and all of humanity and just how animal agriculture has a very negative impact on all of these things, then I would suggest, you know, educate yourself on all the aspects, yeah. but to to not want to align yourself with those products and those industries yeah. by purchasing them, supporting them, and yeah. promoting them yeah, yeah. to really, you know, learn why, execute, and, uh, and, yeah. and run for your life. Get away, yeah. get away from it. Join the <laughs> vegan side as fast as you can. You have people like yourself and myself. We're welcoming yeah. you guys all with open arms. So come on down to our side. <laughs> and I wanted to thank you so much for being a part of this episode today. Thank you. For it was a pleasure me. having you, and your journey is very, very inspiring. And um, keep up the great work. And we cannot I'll wait try. to try the new burger place. <laughs> and to all of our viewers and listeners, this was episode 10 of the Vegan as Fuck podcast. This is a Third Eye Media production sponsored by Rise Kombucha and Vegan Nation. Until next time, it's your boy Donnie, Vegan as Fuck. Peace.